the Start Your Own Business podcast. Hear inspiring startup stories and get reliable expert advice on how to start your business and get off to the best possible start. Brought to you by Startup Donut, helping small businesses succeed. Hello, I'm Chloe Thomas, your host, and in this episode, we'll be looking at self-confidence in business and how to boost yours. Our guest is self-confidence and human behavior expert, Joe Emerson, author of self-help book, Flying for Beginners, a proven system for lasting self-confidence. Bath-based Joe is a former BBC journalist who frequently appears in the media, sharing her insight into self-confidence. She speaks at many conferences and events across the UK about how to live a successful, authentic, confident life and coaches business leaders and others on how to build their own self-confidence. We will be telling you exactly how you too can build your self-confidence levels and how you can keep them there no matter what your startup throws at you. It's a simple process all of us can do it. And we'll even be getting into a little bit of what imposter syndrome is and how you can master that as well. No, we really are. Before we meet our guests, do find out about the show sponsors, Dell Technologies, and how their technology solutions could help your business to become more productive, efficient, secure, and successful. This series of the Start Your Own Business podcast is brought to you by Startup Donut in association with Dell Technologies. Did you know you can get even more out of Startup Donut with new exclusive benefits from Dell Technologies? Dell for Startups provides key solutions to help set up your startup for success, including exclusive member pricing and a dedicated technology advisor who will get to know the needs and goals of your business. Advisors will deliver customised, scalable solutions for rapid tech enablement with top business class PCs and accessories. Join now for valuable resources that will help your business get growing. Visit dell.com forward slash UK startups to join today. It's time to meet our startup expert, Joe Emerson. Hello, Joe. Hi, how are you doing? I'm good. It is great to be recording with you on such a... Such an important, but I suspect overlooked topic in the world of startups. So um, let's start off with the big one. What is self-confidence? Well, I think self-confidence is probably different for everybody, but general themes would be around owning your space in this world. It's about self-belief. I think self-confidence is about an ability to kind of go with the flow of life so to, you know, to overcome, to, to be loose in our expectations of life delivering exactly what we want. You know, a lot of people lose their self-confidence when things don't go their way or they think that's why they've lost their confidence because things haven't gone their way. But I would argue that self-confident people are kind of working with the world rather than against the world. And I was thinking about this question before we came on and I was thinking, you know, how do I know if I'm with a confident person? And you know, I think I'm, confident people are always pleased for other people's success. I think that's like a really key part of being confident. I think confident people don't have to be right all of the time. Like we can make mistakes and that's okay. And I think a massive part of confidence is just the ability to have a go, do your best and see what comes. And a lot of people without confidence won't even have the go. And then they're stuck in this like lack of confidence. 
So, you know, I think confidence is, you know, it's, yeah, it's about self-belief, having a go and kind of knowing that somehow or other you'll find a way through. I love that um, explanation. Thank you, Joe. And what, what strikes me thinking, as I was thinking, as you were saying all of that, is that there are people who we often get asked the question, are you a self-confident person? And it's a bit too one-dimensional a question because your own personal levels of self-confidence seem to change minute to minute sometimes, and they very much change between different people as well. So are we, are we in charge of our levels of self-confidence? Can we change them? Can we improve them if we're feeling low or if we've always got low self-confidence? I 100% know that we can all change our levels of self-confidence, but we have to have a will to do it. You have to be willing to do the hard work of change and you have to believe what someone like me is saying, which is, yes, you can. Like I went, I've gone from being someone who probably presented as being confident, but really wasn't to someone who is genuinely self-confident most of the time. That doesn't mean I don't have my off days. We all have off days. So yes, you know, I've worked, I've been a confidence coach for over 10 years. I've seen people become self-confident over and over and over again, but it's not what they think it's going to be. It's not about, you know, making a million pounds or getting down to a size 10 or paying off the mortgage or meeting your soulmate. All of those things are lovely. They're great. But confidence is about going in and doing some work of self-acceptance. And that can be a bit icky at times. But if, if, you know, if you're willing to do the hard work of change, yeah, absolutely, you can become confident. It starts with the decision. Cool. We are going to get into that more, everyone who's going, I need the answers, I need the answers. But first <laughs> off, let's just remember we're talking about small, uh, small businesses and startups. So, yeah. Joe, it can low self-confidence in a founder can be crippling to a business mm. and it, it can be quite hard to keep self-confidence confidence levels up when you are exhausted running a startup as well can't it it, it really can and I think um yeah it, it, like it's the most exciting time I think being involved in the startup or, or you know start starting a business being involved in the small business it's so exciting because you've kind of got a finger in every pie and you're learning new stuff every single day and I do think like growth like mind growth you know, um, expansion of the soul. I mean, that's really great for our self-confidence, but you're going to hit a lot of roadblocks when you're running a startup and how we handle those roadblocks make the difference between a successful business and an unsuccessful business. And I think the most confident people or the people who are most successful and retain their confidence when they are running a, a startup, running a small business, understand that they're going to fail and that failure is part of the journey. And I think if you have an expectation that you're never going to fail and then you hit a roadblock, you can damage your confidence. If you think, oh, yeah, here I am. I'm having a failure. This is part of it. Then you think, oh, yeah, fair enough. Like, there are, you know, I've just got over my first failure. And, I, you know, I think it's really important as well as, you know, in, in any walk of life, but especially if you're, if you're in charge of a startup or you're, you're new senior within a startup, to have some support, to to you know invest, even if it's even if you can only afford to see a coach once every three months, if that's all your budget allows, speak to someone who is going to be your cheerleader, who is going to pick you up and remind you of why it is you're doing what you're doing, because it can get it can be very easy to get kind of bogged down in the weeds. But when we get back to our vision, oh yeah, I'm doing this because you know I've got this great idea and it's going to help all these people. You know, we can often reignite 
you know, that, that, that confidence has just got a little bit muddy for a while. So it's definitely something we need to work on as we go through our small business. And then some people can sometimes be too overconfident. Um, uh, you're smiling at me. I, I can see, I can see Jo as we're recording here and she's grinning at me. That can be quite off-putting when someone's kind of reaching, I guess, the arrogance levels. So, so should we be careful of becoming a bit too overconfident as well? Well, I don't think that confidence and arrogance are the same thing by it, it, at all. I actually think that low self-esteem and arrogance are the same feeling presenting in a different way. Think of a pendulum swing, and I'm now swinging my arm from left to right, even though no one can see me apart from you. You know, on, on the one side of the pendulum swing, you've got low self-esteem. And those people are saying, I wish people liked me. I wish I felt good enough. And that can manifest in victim mentality and, and neediness and or sulking or isolation. And then on the other side of the pendulum swing, you've got people who are who also want everyone to like them, but they're telling everyone how brilliant they are. And they've got their elbows out and they're grasping and grabbing and fighting and, and kind of, you know, being a bit cocky. But those two people are plugged into fear and it's a fear of what will people think. Now, when we, when we come into the middle, the beautiful balanced middle, where you find a genuinely confident person, that person does not need the approval of other people in order to feel okay about themselves. And that's the difference between confidence and arrogance and confidence and low self-esteem is actually it's a self-fulfilling state rather than I need everybody else to tell me I'm brilliant all of the time. And by the way, that doesn't mean if you're confident, you don't enjoy getting compliments and you don't need supporters, but you've got a, like a deep sense in yourself that you're all right. You don't need the world to tell you you're all right all of the time. Whereas your arrogant people and your low self-esteem people are constantly seeking validation. That's why I think it's the same emotion, just flipped off in different directions. And I said we'd get back to the how to be more confident, because I think that's probably why you're all tuning in. So if someone is feeling confident right now, but they can see a rocky road ahead, how, what can they do to keep, them, keep their confidence levels up and help themselves and their business? So there's loads of things to do. The first thing I would say is you have got to look after your body. You've got to look after your exercise. You've got to feed yourself well, sleep, get enough sleep. It's absolutely crucial for, for, for anybody under any sort of pressure to make sure that the basics are in place. So we all know that eating loads of plants is really damn good for us, right? So eat loads of plants. Get your eight hours sleep a night or seven if seven as a minimum. And if you can't sleep, at least be resting. Take exercise every day. Like they are fundamental to confidence. If the body isn't right, the brain being connected to the body, the mind, the soul being connected to the body are going to suffer. Oh, and make sure you stay hydrated as well. Those are like really, really big fundamental things. I would then suggest that in order to maintain confidence that people, you know, when, when you're, when you're um, certainly in the start, you know, the early days of a startup, when you feel like you're time poor, get up half an hour early every single day and do a little bit of work on your mind. By which I mean, get a pen and a, a pen and paper, a journal, 
and write down all those things you're worried about, all those roadblocks that are coming your way, everything that negative part of your brain, because we've all got one, is telling you is going to happen. All those catastrophizing thoughts, all those doom laden things, all those worries, write them all down, get them out. And then after about 15 minutes, stop what you're doing and then find that wiser, kinder, uh, more rational voice you've got in your mind that again we've all got you know when you speak to a young child for example who's panicking you know you're going to use a different part of your brain you're going to be calm and rational and it's going to be all right go through everything you've written from your fearful voice from that negative voice and ask your wiser self what do you think about this thing like what if this worked out well what would happen what would my best self do if i felt really confident how would i approach today and the other thing I would do at the end of that time is write down the five or 10 most important things you want to achieve that day and get them done. And then at the end of the day, you look through your list and you, you tick off. And, you know, it's a good idea to go through all those things that you were worrying about and go, oh, look, that didn't happen. Oh, yeah, no, so-and-so actually reacted quite well to that thing I had to tell them. Oh, that didn't go to plan, but it's all right because I've got a solution. Because what you do is you start to catch that critical voice which, by the way, is a liar, always will be a liar, never believe what it says. That's my fundamental message for everybody is your critical voice lies. It's plugged into fear. Its job is to keep you alive. So unless you're in physical danger, ignore what it's saying. And when we start writing it down, A, it gets the attention it's wanting, but B, we can then start to see, oh, hold on a minute, I'm just believing a load of lies. And that little bit of time, that half an hour at the beginning of the day is such a gift to yourself because you're kind of setting your intentions for the day, getting rid of all the negativity, plugging into something positive, you know, and then kind of taking charge of your day. And, you know, the most confident people I know do that on a regular basis. I do that on a regular basis and I only and I keep doing it because it works. It's look after our body, look after our mind. And the methods you've just given us for doing that, it really doesn't take much time. So you can definitely fit it into your startup journey, can't you? Yeah, you've only got 10 minutes in the morning. Use those 10 minutes. Half an hour is better if you, if you can. But um, it's about bringing awareness to the tricks your mind is playing on you and outwitting your brain. You'll never get rid of that critical voice. We've all got it. And it is there for our survival. But, um, you know, it speaks out of turn. You know, it really should not be allowed a voice, like I say, unless, you know, you're being chased by a saber-toothed tiger 4,000 years ago. You know, it, it's not the prime minister. It's a junior minister, if anything. So that thing we do in the morning is we pull our wiser, more rational self into prime ministerial position over that day. And, um, and I'm talking about a decent prime minister, by the way, one who we all trust. And maybe that was a bad analogy. Anyway, we, you, you know, you're, you're making a decision as to which part of your brain is going to run the day. And it's really powerful. And is it you mentioned earlier about making sure you've got someone on your team who is there to remind you what you're doing well and to, to bring you back up, even if it's only your coach once every three months. Is it also true to say we should try not try to get away from the people who constantly bring us down, if that's not too harsh a way to phrase it. Oh, no, I totally agree. I mean, sometimes we live with those people, right? So that can be difficult. And I think this is a boundary conversation. I mean, yes, if, if you've got toxic people in your life who you see on an ad hoc basis, 
you know, I probably wouldn't be meeting them for coffee in the first one or two years of opening a business, starting a business, because you don't need that negativity. You just really don't. So you can just use the fact that you're mega busy with your startup as an excuse. Yeah, you you, you don't owe those people time. You, you, you genuinely don't. If, however, it's, you know, closer family members, then I, you're going to have to have a conversation about boundaries. You're going to have to say, I can't discuss my business with you unless I've got your support. So is is my startup going to be a no-go area for us? Or can you get behind me with some positivity? I know you're worried about my finances. You know, I know you'd rather I was doing a, you know, a stable nine to five job with the big pension and everything, but this is who I am and I have to do this. So are you in or shall we just not talk about it? Would be my advice. That's not an easy conversation to have, but that would be my advice. If you've got people working for you who are negative and doing that toxic drain thing, sorry to say this, but I would get rid of them as soon as you can. Sorry, that's not a very popular thing to say, but, you know, your business, you don't need that in any part stage of business, but certainly not at the beginning. No, certainly not at the beginning. And something else, and maybe maybe I'm getting this one all wrong, like I was getting wrong about um, arrogance earlier, <laughs> but often in my mind, low self-confidence is quite connected with what we, you know, that common business phrase, imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. So is it the same strategies we've run through that you'd use to beat imposter syndrome? And could you just explain imposter syndrome for anyone who's going, what's that? Have I got it? So, so you're not wrong at all. And you weren't wrong before. That's a very standard view of arrogance and confidence, right? It's just that I have my own theory. Imposter syndrome is essentially the feeling that everyone's going to find out about you at some point, that actually you are not worth what you're being paid. You can't do your job properly, that everyone else has got their stuff together and and you're the only one failing. It's a sense of, I shouldn't really be here, and but they don't. You know, If they knew how awful I was, they wouldn't have given me this job or they wouldn't have given me this investment or, you know, they wouldn't have me on the board or whatever, whatever. And, I, you know, well, the thing with imposters, it is very similar. It's a very similar piece of work. It is about catching that imposter. But it is essentially, again, bringing light to that imposter, um, shining the spotlight on it and, and, and sort of questioning what it's saying. Because the first thing we do to treat any imposter is to tell everybody, tell anybody that every single person has imposter syndrome. We all think everyone else knows what they're doing and we're all winging it. (laughs) The imposter is connected to that critical voice. It's lies. It's saying everybody else knows what they're doing. You're the only one who's rubbish. You're the only one who's worried about this. They will all hate you if you get it wrong. Mistakes are terrible. We must wear this mask of pretending that we've got it all together all of the time. You know, that's imposter syndrome. And, you know, the way to beat imposter syndrome is A, to know that everyone's got it, but B, to beat it at its own game. So make your mistake and own it. Say to people, I don't feel like I quite know what I'm doing here. Could you help me? Talk to your business partners and say, I think we've got a gap in our knowledge here. I don't don't know what I'm doing. Um, I need some help. You know, or, or, you know, or buy a book, buy a self-help book and read it with pride on the tube. You know, like, look at me, I'm reading a self-help book because I don't know what to do. You know, if we out the imposter, if we drop the mask and say, actually, I've got a great idea. I've got a great work ethic. I've got my investment, but there's these bits that I'm really worrying about. Who can help me? You will be surprised how many people line up who want to help. 
because that's actually a very confident thing to do, to say, I don't know what I'm doing. Please help. Because you're being vulnerable in that moment. You're creating genuine connection and you've got the confidence to drop your mask and say, I don't know it all. I don't know it all. Please help. And, you know, there are so many people who've been really confident, really successful, sorry, in business who are, you know, sat now there with, you know, their tens of millions that they've made and they want to help. They want to, you know, they want to help you plug your gaps. So use them. Absolutely use them. So, yeah, the imposter, expect to have an imposter, expect your imposter to speak. Do not believe what it says. Challenge it and really do the opposite of everything it's telling you to do and and you'll be sweet. Jo, we've covered a lot of excellent ground in this episode. So is there a key thing you want the listeners to take away from this podcast episode? Well, I think I've already said it, which is that business about, there's two things actually. The first thing I'll say is that negative part of your brain is lying to you. Please stop investing in what it says. When we invest in fear, we shrink. When we invest in faith in ourselves, trust, courage, curiosity, we grow. And, you know, small businesses are all, it's all about innovation and growth, right? That's, that's what we're here to do. We're here to innovate. We're here to grow. It's such an exciting journey. Like, you know, uh, what have you got to lose? <laughs> you know what I mean? Just like go, so, so ignore the fear. I mean, you know, be, have a plan and all the rest of it as well, but don't listen to what that fear is telling, telling you because it's a liar. The other thing I'd like to say to people, to you with your startups, your small businesses, is, you know, the confidence comes in the action. Please don't expect to feel 100% confident now. Don't wait until you feel confident to start your business. Understand that that equation is the wrong way around. We gain confidence by taking action. And every single time we face into something that scares us a bit, that we think, I don't know what I'm doing, like me with tech, I blimmin' hate it. I absolutely hate it. And yet it turns out I can actually use it. But every time I get a link that I don't understand, I go, Whoa! I have to calm myself down, click the link. Oh, look at that. It worked, Joe Emerson. You do know what you're doing. You know, we've all got these silly brains. And I have to tell you that, you know, the more action you take, we're talking little steps every single day, the more confident you will become. Because it is about that cumulative, I've done this, I've done that, I made that mistake, I learned this, I asked for that help, you know, off I go, I've got my first product in, in the shops, you know, all of that. Just amazing. But don't expect to feel confident from just sitting there. You will, you will gain your confidence through taking the action. Excellent. Thank you, Joe. Now, before we say goodbye, could you please let the listeners know how they can find you and your business on the web? Yep. So I'm www, we all know that, dot Joe hyphen Emerson. Joe is J-O and Emerson is E-M-E-R-S-O-N. So Joe hyphen Emerson dot com. And I'm on Instagram and Twitter and LinkedIn and, you know, all of those other Thanks. Excellent. Well, Joe, thank you so much. Thank you for being a great guest. Lovely to be here. I'm almost feeling more self-confident just from chatting to Joe there. So I hope you're feeling inspired by all her tips and points of view on confidence, because I think it is one of those things which in a small business, it can really derail you. I've had in my own business those times when my confidence has just been at a terrible ebb and it's not good for me and it's never been good for the business or for my teams. So do do find the time to do those things that Joe was suggesting, which is to look after your body 
Eat well, sleep well, exercise, drink plenty of fluids, simple stuff, um, but very easy to let slip when your startup is screaming at you for attention and work on your mind. You know, that process she was talking about, super easy to do. Anyone can do it. Doesn't take a lot of time. Find a way to fit it into your morning routine. And then um, I guess overall, her overall point that I've written down and I'm going to think about a bit more is investing in faith, not in fear. Now, we did cover a lot in this podcast episode. So to help you, you can find the summary notes and links to more free resources by visiting startupdonut.co.uk forward slash podcast. And that's donut spelt D-O-N-U-T. This whole series exists to help you complete key tasks and negotiate challenges when setting up and growing your new business. So next up, we'll be speaking to the co-founder of an actual startup. Matt Mahatmi from Mixer brand Lixir Drinks will be joining me to share all about how they've built their successful business, including coming up with the idea, the pre-launch preparation, branding, routes to market, and lots of insightful business advice that you're going to find useful, whether you're building a drinks brand or any other business. If you're enjoying the series and picking up valuable tips, then please do spread the word to others you know who are setting up a business or thinking about it. And be sure to sign up to the Donut Weekly Newsletter for free startup news, advice and special offers to help your new business succeed. You will find that sign up at www.startupdonut.co.uk forward slash newsletters. Thanks to Dell Technologies for making this whole series possible. And don't forget to join the Dell for Startups program for more exclusive benefits and valuable resources. Details coming up. Did you know you can get even more out of Startup Donuts with new exclusive benefits from Dell Technologies? Dell for Startups provides key solutions to help set up your startup for success, including exclusive member pricing and a dedicated technology advisor who will get to know the needs and goals of your business. Advisors will deliver customized, scalable solutions for rapid tech enablement with top business class PCs and accessories. Join now for valuable resources that will help your business get growing. Visit dell.com forward slash UK startups to join today.